Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing nothing. <laughs> but we will be talking about the Oscars, and we have a special guest joining us. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing, man? I am doing good, bro. How are you doing? Um, pretty good, pretty good. I'm definitely excited to have our guest on for today. Um, so let's introduce him. He has actually been on the podcast before. He was on the episode that you weren't on uh, when we had to do the um, kind of the superhero media roundtable type thing. So that was fun. Jared, happy you're joining us again today. Different ha- circumstances this time, though. Hashtag Fire Miles. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we'll, we'll definitely be talking about <laughs> that little hashtag there but first of all we want to talk about the oscars because how this all got started was we did a live stream um for of the oscars we were watching the oscars it was a great time and um definitely had a crazy ending um which that was fun to react to kind of in the moment like that um and jared was all up in the comments um making noise and causing chaos and panic um, in the comments, so we'll be getting to that in a little bit. But first, we want to start with the Oscars. Uh, Jared, did you enjoy the Oscars? Yeah, I thought they were pretty solid. Yeah. Made some good choices, and Jimmy Kimmel was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty good too. Definitely better than Fallon, but he's always better than Fallon. So um, why you why you compare <laughs> the two right now? Like, you trying to start like a feud right now? <laughs> yeah, you, you know my feelings on Fallon. Um, but anyway. Uh, Ozzy, let's start with you. What were your overall thoughts on kind of the show, the the Oscars as a whole, and how that went with Kimmel and then obviously the craziness that happened at the end? I definitely love Kimmel as a host. I I want him back to be a host. He was was really funny. He had jokes that were hilarious. Um, And quite honestly, I just love the the feud that he has with Matt Damon. It was fantastic (laughs) uh, that they brought that on there. Um, I I watched I actually watched some of it today on YouTube. It was it was really funny just to rehash that. Um, and the mix up at the end, my <laughs> gosh, that mix up. Um, at first I was laughing, like I wasn't even laughing hard. I was just giggling. I was like, huh, you know, it's funny because I thought he was just trying. To, I thought he was just trying to get more anticipation. I was like, all right, that's uh, that's nice. And then as soon as I saw the guy with the headset come go on stage, I was like. Oh my gosh. Something's about to go down. Like I knew I was like, something's about to go down. I'm just like, watch this be another Miss Universe. And it it was a, it was another Miss Universe, but it wasn't Steve Harvey, unfortunately. <laughs> um guys, for those of you who don't know, I actually had control of the Twitter account for Screenfellas since I wasn't able to be there on the live stream, which was I was excited for because I, you know, I, I got control of our uh Twitter account. So I was I was tweeting stuff and I was like, this is another this is Miss Universe 2017 Oscar style. It was that was that was crazy. That was crazy. I thought it was a spoof. I thought it was no, it was it was a real thing. Moonlight won Best Picture. And Carlos, it got me thinking, did we underrate Moonlight? Because Moonlight won uh, I think three awards. Um yes. So, yes. Yeah, so I think I want to watch it again, man, because maybe we underrated it, you know? 
I, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty confident in the rating I gave it, and I, it winning Best Picture doesn't really change my opinion necessarily. Maybe it makes me... Well, I've always kind of wanted to go back and rewatch it because we actually found out um, that Ozzy and I know somebody who's in the movie, so now I want to go back and see if we can spot him. That's why I want to rewatch it personally. But other than that, I'm still pretty confident in my rating of the movie, to be honest. But um, All right, Jared, what about you? What did you think of the show as a whole? And then, obviously, again, the craziness at the end. Yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty solid show. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it can get a little long-winded um, and parts of it, like you just kind of get bored after a while. But like for the most part, I thought all the picks were pretty accurate. Um, I disagreed with a couple, but it was all yeah. pretty accurate. And Jimmy Kimmel was really funny. Um, the Yeah, the thing at the end was pretty crazy. And we actually had like just clicked away from watching, but the audio was still playing. And we hear we did all so all we heard was this is not a joke. Moonlight has won, and we were like, "What? Flip it back! Flip it back!" <laughs> and um, and so we saw that, and like then I re- went re- back and rewatched it, and it was just <laughs> it was much worse than the Miss Universe thing because they got through like two and a half speeches, yeah. and then the last guy was like awkwardly like, "We didn't win, by the way," and I was yeah. like, oh, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was it was really just amazing to watch because and people are really praising the producers of La La Land for their kind of just like mm-hmm. congratulations like Moonlight and like kind of being so cool with it. Obviously, I'm sure they're pissed on some level, but it, they seem to have handled it very very well and I I agree that they they did a good job in that respect. Um but it's interesting what I I want to know what your guys is like favorite kind of bit i guess was from the oscars my thing was i loved the thing when they kind of did the when kimmel was watching um we bought a zoo that was the best that was my favorite time. I, Carlos, yeah. I, I agree with you that was that was so funny that's the thing that's the thing i was watching on youtube again i yeah. just yeah i, I was i just loved it when he was just like when he was just like wow matt damon just shows you like how to respond to work yeah. how to respond to people by repeating their words and then he was just like he makes you he goes he's just like wow he really makes two words feel like three <laughs> it was so great it was so great yeah and then it was even like better that it followed up like now ben ben affleck and guest coming yeah. out i was like okay that's so good my dad was just like seriously and by that looks it's like yeah you know means plus one (laughs) (laughs) um all right now i'm gonna ask you the inverse what is your least favorite bit um when every time they got political honestly it's (laughs) fair enough (laughs) um especially kimbo when kimbo like the first thing that's what i tweeted because when he got like a little uh political during his thing i was just like Come on, guys. Um, can we not? This is an award show. We have to stick through this thing for three hours. Mm-hmm. Let's make it fun, okay? Yeah. And I actually saw some people on Twitter. They're just like, no, it has to be political. I'm yeah. just like, it doesn't. This is an award show celebrating art, you know? There's no reason why we have to, you know, talk about politics in, a, in an mm-hmm. award show. Fair you enough. Know? Um, it's interesting because they the speeches weren't as political as expected honestly um well to be fair i took the under i took the under for amount of speeches that would go political when i'm wrong i say i'm wrong you know there you go we need that drop by the way eli um 
but so they didn't have as many political speeches but everything else like the you're, you're right the opening was political and all a lot of the hosts were or the presenters were political it was interesting that it kind of went that way but my least favorite thing was definitely the thing where they had they tricked or they surprised people by bringing them in it would have been fine if it was like and you're here and they showed them reacting and it was all fun and whatever but i felt like it dragged on way too long it was like the neil patrick harris um briefcase bit from a couple also, years also, ago which was also just feel, also feel like um that they probably even told them backstage because yeah they were they weren't surprised they were taking pictures they were ready so yeah, yeah. because i was because that would have been i would have been like what the like i would have pulled <laughs> it out like i would have been like what would have been like I would like Denzel. I would have been like yeah. Denzel just married me, bro. I'd been flipping out. I would have been flipping out, man. Yeah. Um, Jared, I would have been like Casey Affleck. I'm voting for you. Yeah, I didn't really mind um, like Jimmy Kimmel's like Trump jokes. Like I thought they were pretty yeah. funny, but like just the people's speeches. Like when they go past 30 seconds, I'm like, okay, get off stage. <laughs> um so yeah fair enough it just gets boring after a while all right well now let, is that let, how you felt about viola davis i thought viola davis was really good though i stopped listening to really? her but like i oh she my looked god she looked emotional <laughs> <laughs> the crowd does not approve <laughs> of yours not watching viola davis's speech all right so now let's transition into kind of talking about the winners i'm gonna run through all of them basically and then we're just gonna We'll start with kind of our biggest surprises. That's what we'll start with. But I'll run through them all. Um, let's start with the big ones and work our way down. Um, Moonlight won Best Picture, obviously, in spectacular fashion, as we've already discussed. Damien Chazelle won Best Director. Casey Affleck won Best Actor. Emma Stone, Best Actress. Marshala Ali, Moonlight or for Supporting Actor. Viola Davis, Supporting Actress. Uh, Mench... Kenneth Lagerman for Best Original Screenplay. That's Manchester by the Sea. Best Adapted Screenplay was Moonlight. Best Animated Film, Zootopia. Best Foreign Language Film, The Salesman. Best Documentary, O.J. Made America. Made in America. Uh, Best Documentary Short Subject, The White Helmets. Best Live Action Short Film, Sing. Best Animated Short Film, Piper. Best Original Score, La La Land. Best Original Song, City of Stars. Best Sound Editing, Arrival. Best Sound Mixing, Hacksaw Ridge. Best Production Design, La La Land. Best Cinematography, La La Land. Best Hair and Makeup Styling, Suicide Squad. <laughs> Best Costume Design, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Best Film Editing, Hacksaw Ridge. Best Visual Effects, Jungle Book. And I believe that's it. Okay. So. Um, hmm... Let's talk about the big elephant in the room. Okay. okay. Let's suggest the big elephant in the room. Makeup and hairstyling, Suicide Squad. <laughs> Is that the big um, elephant? That's the huge elephant in the room in my part, okay? <laughs> First of all, I don't know. That dude seemed kind of douchey when he went up there and took his award. <laughs> He's like, no, I've been wanting to talk all my life, okay? So I'm going to take the award. I'm just like, okay, okay, okay dude. <laughs> Come down. You got two other dudes. I want to thank their families and everything. Don't be a douche. Okay, everybody's already pissed off at you because you won for freaking Suicide Squad. Don't be a douche. <laughs> um, so now I guess you have to say Suicide Squad Academy. Ugh, oh, don't yeah. remind me. Um, God, the Academy. 
I have lost respect for the Academy because <laughs> the Academy wants to give Suicide Squad a win, but we can't give Kubo a win. <laughs> what does that have to do with that? They're two different categories. Yeah, it's just it's it's just stupidity. It's so <laughs> stupid. And of course, Zootopia, Zootopia got political. Oh well, yeah, and the guy got obviously. That's, That's why, why I said it would win. I was just like, oh god, stop, stop. I'm already upset that you won. Don't get political. Okay, you can't have you can't have two pieces of the same pie. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. Okay. Ozzy's rant um was just slightly amazing. <laughs> Jared, what was your biggest surprise? Um my biggest surprise was Natalie Portman not winning for best actress. Um What? Okay, is that a surprise that she didn't win or is that just you think that she should have won? Both. I I legitimately thought she won and I looked at like the ratings of like percentage of what people most people thought and it was that she was gonna win yeah like i would be shocked if the, the if the vegas per odds were in her favor I don't, I don't know i didn't check the vegas odds but i checked on like bing had their odds like on everything and that she was like projected to win uh, that's that surprises me because emma stone's been cleaning up these awards um every other award um she won the sag too which is a big indicator as well i don't mm. know um, that, that one, I thought that was a lie. That was one of my biggest, like, duh type moments. Well, the thing is that Je- um, Natalie Portman, like, carried the entire movie. Like, it, it wouldn't have been good without her. Whereas Emma Stone didn't, like, without, you could have probably added a different actress in, I think. But it wouldn't have been nearly as good, in my opinion. Maybe not. But I think, I think it, Natalie Portman, like, affected Jackie a lot more than Emma Stone affected That's La fair. La Land. That's fair. Interesting point. My biggest surprise, it goes along right with the end with the end of the show i mean la la land going into it i mean we all had la la land as best picture you say you didn't which we'll get to um but i mean every we, we did our oscar preview oscar preview show and we went through our rank our predictions and every single one of us had la la land winning la la land was dominating the award shows going into it to be honest and then to have this happen in the way it did and that's why to me that might put it over the edge for why it's the most surprising it's because the way it happened as well but also i'm just i mean i again i'm not mad that moonlight won because i think that's great because more people will go see this movie because it's a great movie but it's just man i i'm i'm honestly i was shocked when that happened i really was it didn't really surprise me because it's basically the equivalent of spotlight last year um, everyone thought the Revenant was going to win because it was much, you know, more heavily. I I picked agreed. Spotlight to win. I mean, I know you picked it, but <laughs> I picked like... Moonlight this time. So um, we'll I think see. it's just like for the best picture, they they want to go with a little bit more political, a little bit more like serious. Do you really indie-ish. think that had something to do with it, though? The so, politicalness, I think it definitely had to have something to do with well, it. Maybe some. I I just to me, I I don't know if that's the biggest thing. I think maybe the subject matter. Definitely, but yeah. yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I mean, it just had a lot going for it. It was much more serious than La La Land, you yeah. know, a black gay, yeah. directed by a black guy, written by a black guy. It was just like, yeah. had a lot of things going for it. And <clears throat> I'm not saying that should be something, but it obviously, yeah. the Oscars care so much about yeah. what people think of it. Well, do so. you think it's a deserving winner? I, I still haven't been you able haven't to see it. it. Okay. That was, that's like one of the only ones I haven't been able to see. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Ozzy, you kind of talked about a surprise, but I'll give you another chance to talk about a surprise. What was your biggest surprise of the night? Look, man, I already told you Kubo's, Kubo's my surprise, man. How is um, that a surprise? We knew that wasn't going to win. 
It was my surprise. Oh my God, okay. You're ridiculous. Um, I thought La La Land shouldn't have won for cinematography. That was a surprise for me. That was personally. a surprise. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, because I. Yeah, I mean, because um, let me go to it. Actually, I, uh, what was it? Um, who was who was the? Uh, I need to find out who what? was actually in cinematography. Uh, Arrival, yeah. Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. I thought I would have gone to. I think I should have gone to either one of those two. What silence um, or moonlight? Silence or moonlight? Yeah, I mean, well, besides you know that, my thoughts on moonlight. I know, I, yeah, but that. But... I mean, you're you're in the minority there, which is fine. But I mean, it's. I don't care. <laughs> it, like I just said, it's. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, I thought the. I mean, even even if even if I'm gonna choose one, it would still be Arrival over La La Land. I just thought mm-hmm. the cinematography. Arrival. And so Arrival was so it was like so beautiful yeah. compared to La Land. Don't get me wrong, La La Land deserved to be nominated, but to be a winner, I was like, what? Yeah, um, I liked Arrival, Silence, and Lion better than the cinematography department. Wow. <clears throat> um, yeah, even Silence. I mean, even the shot that they showed of uh, Silence in when it came to the cinematography, it was just like, what? Mm-hmm. La La Land beats Silence. Honestly, I would have put La La Land in last place if if, if I'm gonna be honest. Really? When it comes to all the nations, yes, man. I mean, over Lion. Um, I mean, uh, I I don't get Lion the Lion thing. To... Lion's fine cinematography. I don't. It doesn't stand out to me. But whatever. And but I can describe that entire movie like that. It's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I whatever. thought Lion had some. I thought Lion had some pretty great shots as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, um. I mean, it's either going to be a fifth or fourth place place for me, honestly. That's crazy, it's, in my I'm, opinion. Lion, but... Lion, Lion, I mean, I think you seriously underestimate Lion. I mean, it, right. it got nominated for a lot of stuff. I mean, it was it yeah, was still but... a pretty good it was still a pretty good movie, Carlos. Um, I think it's a good movie. I'm not saying it's not, but I loved Lion, so <laughs> I agree with Ozzy on this one. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, my only disappointment with Lion is that they spent a lot of time with the kid, but I mean, even then, I mean, it was still a great, it was still a great shot. It was still a pretty good shot movie. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's what I'm going to say. It's, I mean, it's going to be, La La Land would be, would have been like a fourth or fifth for me, honestly. It just, it does not compare to, mm-hmm. for me, it doesn't, it's not close to, it doesn't touch the rival or silence, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, Moonlight is a, is a completely different discussion, but yeah, I just don't think it should, should have won for cinematography. Um, Okay, I, I don't... It was around this area that when I was reading them off, you had, like, a reaction to one. I think it was foreign language. Was that what it was? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen, like, any of the foreign okay, language what, ones. what was it? I was, like... I was well, reading. I also agree about the Kubo one. Oh, I, I Kubo, thought Animated, Kubo, that's what it was. I thought then. Kubo should have won. Yeah. Um, especially... I, I was really surprised. Uh, that one shocked me and Jacob. Uh, um, I thought that... Especially because it got nominated for special effects, which has any... An animated film ever got nominated? No, that it was very strange that it was, wasn't it? Because it's an animated film. You and I was like, just was. just based on like the achievement alone, I thought it should have gotten nominated. I haven't seen Zootopia, but Zootopia still looks just kind of like a normalish one. Where it is where Kubo <laughs> looked, like... you know, Kubo was like very different and amazing mm-hmm. looking, and the story was good and everything. Yeah, uh, see, I yeah, I personally I... was of the thought, and I know Ozzy, you definitely differ from me here because you love Kubo. But I am of the thought that Moana and Kubo were, like, right there for me. They're 1A and 1B. So I wasn't mad either way, and I wasn't really shocked. But I wasn't shocked because I knew. I was just like, the Academy's going to pick Zootopia. There's no way it doesn't. It The political nature of it is going to happen. That's what it was. Um, and whether people want to admit it was or not, 
it was beats you. I mean, but to me, so. but to me, it's just it's just ridiculous that the academy does that. I mean, this is uh, to me, this is kind of like a snub. This is like the second snub in a year yeah. for animated movies because How to Train Your Dragon two. I haven't seen Big Hero six, but How to Train Your Dragon two should have won last well, year. Well, that year was insane with animated anyway because uh, Lego Movie uh, wasn't yeah, nominated. I thought Lego Movie was Lego Movie. That's... Lego Movie should have been nominated and it was snubbed. Yeah, and I even then I still think How to Train Your Dragon two should have won. Mm-hmm. I mean. That animation was just beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I am not even, I'm not a still, I'm not a huge fan of still animation, mm-hmm. but even then I'm admitting that that was a great still animation movie. That was a really great still animated, still animated movie. Mm-hmm. So I am just shocked. I mean, animated movies for me are kind of, at least for me, two years in a row have been snubbed mm-hmm. out of, it's been snubbed. It's ridiculous yeah. just because it went for, Political. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know why Big Hero Six won. Honestly, I, I need. I still need to Disney. see it. But it's the Disney machine. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, then this is. I guess I think I kind of know both your answers already, and I'm probably going to agree with you. But do you think? All right, I'll just ask it like this then. Do you think that Kubo is is the win or the non-winner? I guess you would say, or Zootopia is the winner that's going to hold up the least when we look back on the Oscars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Because I don't think it was... Listen, don't get me wrong. Listen, I think Zootopia... I, I like Zootopia way more than you, okay? I mean, I do. But, I mean, I, I still don't think... I mean, I'll say it deserves to be nominated, but I'm not going to say it deserves a win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I still even think Moana beats Zootopia still just by a little Definitely. bit, though. I mean, it's... They were both great. I just still think that Kubo still holds that still holds that bar. I mm-hmm. mean, the story and the way the animations, um, the cinematography, cinematography for it even was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So then, what was the biggest like? Well, obviously, like that win where you knew it was going to happen and it just happened. Uh, for me, it was probably Viola Davis. I thought I was okay. just like when I saw her in Fences, I was like, okay, she has it. <laughs> Casey Affleck was just about the same for me, though. I think yeah. I thought both those when I saw okay. them, I was like, okay, they get it. All right. Where no, uh, Casey Affleck was scaring me because uh, Denzel won the SAG mm-hmm. Awards. I was like, oh boy, this is it gonna got, be. It got pretty close towards the end, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, Honestly, when the whole Moonlight thing happened that with Lala, I was like, that better not be a freaking thing with the best actor because I'm going to be pissed if they, if they read they go, the wrong Go name. all the way back. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> like a day later. Oh, wait. Denzel. Denzel, you won. Um, no, I'd be pissed. I, I felt the same way about Viola, Viola Davis, though. I mean, I'm pretty sure we all. So is that your Viola is that your pick for that? Yeah, it, it was it was pretty much a dope. I was like, of course she's going to win. Mm-hmm. Come on. I mean, of course. yeah. They're... I mean, I wanted. I mean, everybody. I mean, I know you and I personally were like, but Naomi Harris though was great. But I mean, yeah. I I still think Viola Davis still gave her. Uh, I Naomi Harris was a was a close second for me, but I still knew that Viola Davis still did uh, uh-huh. a better job. Um, I, I thought her only competition was actually Michelle. What's her face from Manchester? Michelle Williams. You mean yeah. her cameo Michelle. in? Yeah, but just that one for that one scene, I was like, okay, she could take this. Yeah, I know. She wasn't a cameo. It she was, was a cameo. there. Bob, she was in a lot of flashbacks, though. You have to watch. You have to watch that movie again because she wasn't there for just five minutes. A cameo <laughs> is five minutes. She wasn't there for five minutes. She was there for longer than five minutes. 
Watch the movie again, Carlos. Yeah, well, she only acted in like five minutes of the movie, so. But they were amazing. (laughs) Oh, shit. Anyway, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to touch this debate. My biggest uh, no-duh moment is probably, Viola Davis is definitely up there. I mean, everyone knew she was going to win. It was pretty obvious. Uh, Damien Chazelle is another option. um, But seeing how picture went, it could have gone a different way. I'm going to say Marshala Ali. Um, for Moonlight, he, he, I personally don't think that it was like the best thing in there, but, or it was the best nominee in that category, but seeing the awards shows leading up to this and all the momentum that he had, there was no way he wasn't going to win. There was really no, no, nobody else that people were selecting. So Mm -hmm. uh, it, I mean, other than the Golden Globes, which mean nothing. So, um, he was the biggest lock that was like, obviously for me. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that stood thought, out to you guys? I thought you would have gone. I thought you would have gone Jeff Bridges or Michael Shannon. I'm well, surprised. I mean, I was rooting for them, but uh, that doesn't. Shock for you. I mean, but th- th- when I'm talking about a shock, I'm like things that I knew were going to win. I'm not talking about like disappointments. That's to me, that's a whole other thing. Like, yes, was I disappointed that Marshall Ali won? Yeah, because I think Jeff Bridges was freaking amazing, and Michael Shannon in Nocturnal Animals blew my mind. So. Uh, yeah, uh, to me it's two different things, but whatever. Um, did you I'm see not that Kevin he... Jared? Not yet. No. Oh man, great movie. I'm not mad that he won. I, I mean, I, I was rooting for Lucas Hedges, but I mean, again, I'm not mad that Marshall Ali won. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that I'm like clear to me. There's, I don't know if there's any really winners that I'm like, just like that's ridiculous that it won. Uh, Tim, there's great movies, even even the movies that I don't love are still great. I mean. I guess you could say Zootopia is the one I'm like, that's ridiculous. But I'm in the minority when it comes to that movie, so whatever. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that stands out to you guys when it comes to some of these winners? I was pretty confident in my pick of uh, Jungle Book for VFX. Yeah, me too. Um, There were a lot of people uh, in our group who um, picked what? uh, Rogue One? No, not Rogue One. It was Doctor Strange. Um, Doctor Strange... um, and that's fair because, man, Doctor Strange is impressive <clears throat> visually. Um, but Jungle Book, especially on this on the big screen, it's it's super impressive. Yeah, just the way the kid works together with all the elements. Yeah, it just like it looks like seamless. so real, and yeah. it, it's it's a gorgeous it was, movie. Yeah, it was definitely seamless in that um, respect. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm actually surprised that Deepwater Horizon didn't win sound editing. <sighs> yeah, I know, dude. That was crazy. I was just like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, those the war was... movies always win those kind of things, so it's not super super surprising. But no, uh, time, what but... beat it? What beat it was Arrival sound oh, editing. Sound oh, sound editing. You're right. Arrival did win that one. Um, oh, I, I guess that makes sense if you think about it, though, with the different alien noise or whatever. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the only thing that stood out to me, like I remember again when we reviewed that movie with Ace, who was on the podcast with us that that day, we all mentioned like. The sound mixing and editing in this movie is amazing. And we that's not something we are like quick to bring up. So uh, to me, that's a great sign for that movie and how well that was done. So you're right. That was definitely a surprise. And then I would say, what was the animated short one too? I mean, Piper one uh, yeah. out of Borrowed Time. I was like, really though? Really? I know. That's uh, that's a pretty big disappointment for me as well. I think Borrowed Time is, prob- is easily the best out of all the shorts. But Piper... I, I'm, that's the pick I regret the most. If there's any that I would have changed, because we agreed not to change any after we did the podcast. If there's any I would have changed right before the show, it's to Piper, honestly. I was sitting there like, 
man, Pixar. It's going to win. It's going to win just because it's Pixar, but I didn't. And I was like, gosh, dang. I was so mad at that pick, dude. <laughs> you had no idea. I was so mad. Um, all right. Well, I guess unless you guys have anything else that really stood out to you, we can kind of transition into this whole uh, little beef that happened because, and it's a nice transition because we we're just talking about our picks and things like that. And this all started because you guys decided to post on your Tasty Time, which is the name of your show. I guess you guys get a little shout out or whatever on here. Um, you guys decided to post a little bragging thing saying that Jared, leader of Tasty Time, beat Carlos of screen fellas in oscar predictions but my point remains that you claimed what whatever you want to say now you claimed on the live stream on the comments that you made three different picks and if you made three different picks how are we supposed to trust any of your picks <laughs> so the story goes about a month a month ago long before i had seen like hardly any of the movies i made picks with my brother who so we could do it at the same time and then uh, yesterday, right before the Oscars, when I had actually seen all the movies, I made another pick online. So it actually like I could prove that I made these picks and I used I only used my online picks, which so that it, because I could verify them against yours and I destroyed you and destroyed me 17 to 15 is that's not destruction. It's pretty, pretty bad because <laughs> you were you were on the top of uh, your channel. What, what do you guys have like four? Uh yeah no there uh, it was it was Miles was pretty close actually he was the I think Bobby had behind. like six or something yeah Bob did not do well um and he was on the podcast and I think so Ozzy had like nine no, I think Ozzy was third actually I believe if I'm not mistaken but I will start I was I think uh Eli and I were tied for third Zach maybe Zach yeah Zach sorry Zach and I were tied for like third <laughs> Eli's sorry. looking like I didn't make any picks <laughs> what <laughs> um, Zach and I were tied for third yeah see this is the thing. You, you you came at me, and I'm the thing is, this is what makes me suspicious. And I'm not, like, I don't want to call you a liar, but you're a liar. Um, because, I, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Eli. Um, the thing is, you claimed after the original pick of La La Land was announced, you're like, oh, 17. And then all of a sudden, you're like, and then when they announce it, you're like, oh, actually, I'm at 16. We're tied. And then you're like... No, I got 17. I'm just like, all right, that's kind of suspicious. You, each time that they change the, or when they change the thing, you're still somehow right. You got to admit that's a little suspicious, right? When they, I had Moonlight as my pick. So when I went from 16 to 17, the first time I just miscounted and then. Okay. And this, that's a clerical error. And again, how can I trust your picks? I showed you the picture. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You could have tampered with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I call tampering. I, I you sent you the picture you right as you said it on the live air. I sent you the picture of it like right after you challenged me. And so there's no way I could have photoshopped I, it. I call tampering. <laughs> but, I call tampering. <laughs> I call tampering. But after that, um, you basically went in and all, we responded. And I brought up my issues with your uh, claims. And then you respond basically... We go into an all-out internet war on Facebook. You can go... This is all still on Facebook. You can go and see this if you have not no idea what we're talking about here. But we basically just go back and forth, little jabs here and there. And then you launch this entire thing, this racist and bigoted and discriminatory campaign against Miles. Oh, boy. I think by saying bigoted, you're calling Miles gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Hey... Who, who are you to judge him? Whatever he is. 
Just you see, you see, I think that it all started because Tasty Time is not about films. We didn't study these films. We didn't. Well, I haven't seen all these films, and yet I still beat you. And then to yes, my one of our uh, actors, our Tasty Time people, uh, Manuel Anderson, threw out the hashtag, hashtag Fire Miles. Fire Miles. Um, can, uh, we ex- can we get an explanation? Because this came out of nowhere. Miles was completely blindsided by this. And he just... It's its an unfair campaign. Miles is a very useful component of our show. Why are you attacking him? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I'm about to defend Miles right now. Let me tell you something right now, okay? Miles and I may disagree on Mad Max. <laughs> on a lot okay? of things. <laughs> yeah, you may disagree on Mad Max. We may disagree about The Walking Dead, okay? But Miles does a good job. So why are you going after Miles? Well, to quote Josh from Tasty Time, Miles, more like idiot yuls. <laughs> you whore. <laughs> um, but, but, but why? That's what, I, that's what I wanted to get. I was hoping Manuel would be here, in a sense. I also didn't want to deal with Manuel on the podcast, so I wasn't hoping he would be here. But why did he launch this campaign, and why are you supporting it? Uh, I think we all have our thoughts about Miles, whether hidden like yours and Ozzy's or uh, out in the open like ours. Uh, we just think that Miles is basically trash. Um, this obvious, like you said, due to his race and other things. Just kidding. That does, that's not a part of it, Miles. <laughs> I caught, we, we have that on video. Jared, racist. Okay, yes. yes. But... Miles is just basically from what we've seen the the weak link of screen fellas and we heavily prefer Peter Gamel from Pete on the Street he is our all time favorite okay so that leads us into my next question with your whole attack on us why are you trying to steal Peter from us Pete is a valued member of this team why are you trying to underhandedly message him? Like, you could even message me and be like, hey, what would you think about lending Peter to us or something like that? But instead, you go and you message him directly. Pete is to not your us. slave. Pete is not your slave. You do not own Pete. <laughs> Hashtag free Pete. Go to the interwebs, people. We've, we've Pete, talked with Pete. Pete is free. Pete is free to do whatever he wants. Okay? He's free to do whatever he wants. Exactly. Thank you, Ozzy. Okay. But there's no. But, but he wants you know, to be with us. He yeah, doesn't. But, you call him and, an intern. And, but, he's let me not tell you an intern anymore. Let me tell you something, man. P is free to do whatever he wants. It's our business. He can leave it. He can do whatever. He, it's it's free. But since you're a friend of Carlos's, you're his former roommate. Don't you think you? Don't you think Carlos deserves the respect to at least know what you're doing? Carlos violated Pete's human rights by calling him an intern. We just wanted to offer him a full position at Tasty Time. Um, We're all equals at Tasty Time. We don't discriminate based on race. So, Pete's white. Exactly. Okay. All right. We have this on camera. He basically just claimed that all interns are subhuman. That's what I got from that. Uh, We violated his human rights by calling him an intern. I agree. What does that mean for other interns? All interns out there, we have, we do not apologize for Jared. He should apologize for himself. We were just trying... If any intern was offered a full-time position, do you think they wouldn't take it? We just wanted to offer that to Pete. Give him the human rights that he deserves. He didn't take it. He's an intern. You probably were, like, 
abusing him physically or something what? so he wouldn't take it. Pete of his he own sent free us will. A vi- he sent us a video of you hitting him. Oh, that's a lie. That is called slander, my friend, and that will not pass. I think it's we called libel. Too. <laughs> I think Bruce and Jacob, who are here, had their thoughts about Miles. Listen, I don't want to hear. We have too many wanna, people on the mic right now. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't, don't want to hear anything. I don't want to. I don't want like you judge. Toy when it's begging for death. <laughs> yes, we have heard various claims about Miles' voice being feminine and like a dog's <laughs> chew toy. Hi guys. I don't want. I don't want you talking crap about Miles' feminine voice. Okay. What are your thoughts on the human race? <laughs> I think. <laughs> Miles doesn't even have thoughts on the human race. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well... This is he a real been, person? This has been a very uh, revealing discussion. We brought you here to kind of bridge the gap between our two companies. But what would it take here, for you to fire Miles? Nothing. <laughs> nothing? <laughs> so you just do it like that? Let me tell you something, okay? I do what I want. You may, no, Miles, let me tell you something. Miles may have a feminine voice, okay? But he doesn't have a name called Tasty Time, okay? He doesn't have, he doesn't got it, he doesn't got it. Right. Exactly, so he has nothing. What type of name is Tasty Time? Like, what are you tasting? Like, I don't understand. Tasty Time? Like, You're like, waste of time. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. Wasted time over Screen here. Screen fellas, more like bean penis. Don't even try. Don't even okay, try. did he just, because he calls me Mexican, he just made a bean joke, and I'm just like, alright, that's so why, racist. Why you now you're calling me a racist. <laughs> Why you call? Why you calling all Latinos Mex- Mexicans? That's yeah. Exactly. I've lived in a Latino country longer than Carlos has. That's fair. That's fair. But which one? Mexico and Costa Rica. <laughs> oh my gosh! There we go. <laughs> what do you say? It all makes sense now. <laughs> it all makes sense. He's either gonna call us Mexicans or Costa Ricans. That's all he knows. All right. This has been a very revealing. That discussion. Costa Rican off that Mexican. Like what? But again, I, I I brought you in here to bridge the gap between our companies, and all it's done is just you've taken more shots at Miles. Uh, you called Pete subhuman by calling him an intern, which you describe, or by saying that we call him an intern, which you describe as a disrespecting thing. I don't know. I don't get it. But I I don't know. I I don't know if I can make up with you. I'm sorry, Tasty Time is just, we can't contain it. It's just its own thing. And if it wants to fire Miles, we have to let Tasty Time as a whole, as it's not even about us, it's about the Tasty Time. As Bob, as Bob likes to say, it's not about the name on the back of the jersey, it's about the name on the front. And I can respect that, but at the same time, I don't respect what your company stands for on any level. I concur with Carlos. Our company stands for firing Miles, and I, I think anyone can respect that. <laughs> so Your company stands for taste. What does that mean? I'm honestly interested. What does taste say? I'm like, what are you guys tasting? Like, I'm genuinely uh, interested. Like, it <laughs> I think, like, I mean, like, Screenfellas, 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 what do we do at Screenfellas? We review movies, we review um, TV shows, we're going to start reviewing music. I mean that's what that's what Screenfellas stands for. You know that's what that's what it stands for. What is taste? I'm like, what are you tasting? Like, are you tasting salads? <laughs> tasting burger? Tasting pizza? Like, you guys tasting wine? Like, is it the tasting wine show? Like, what is it? Like, what are you doing? Actually, there's only been one tasting segment in the last six episodes, so it's more about just a variety show. You know, what does Saturday Night Live mean? It's just. On Saturday. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Live. Tasty Times is just a tasty show, and it's it's at a time. I, on Saturday night. 
that's what's called Saturday Night Live. <laughs> put it live oh on Saturday. Gosh. All right. So once again, <laughs> it's been a pleasure to have you on, Jared. I guess that's one way to describe it. Hashtag Fire Miles. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. We're not even. We're definitely going to continue to. Um, not respect what your company stands for and stand against it at all costs because you want to raise the unemployment rate for um, Asian Americans and that is just unfair and not right and we do not respect you in that. Well, I respect you. I don't respect your company. Calling Miles an we Asian American we, is we, racist. We at Screen Fellas respect all sex, race, religion, <laughs> all sexual orientation. We do not discriminate. Okay. Saying sex on this show makes it unfamily friendly. Is that what you stand for? <laughs> we don't discriminate, man. We don't discriminate. Okay. We don't right. discriminate. Oh, bro. Let's wrap I'm offended. This up. Let's wrap this up. Um, Come on, bro. Again, thank you, yeah, Jared. For, oh, um, thank you, Jared, for joining us. What? Where can people try attempt to find your um, YouTube channel or whatever it is you guys do? If you search "Tasty Time" on YouTube, you, it'll, you'll probably see it. Um, Miles tried to search it. "Taste Time" and th- to prove that he couldn't find it, but it kind of backfired. He tried to delete his comment, but we had already screenshotted it, and then he tried to cover up campaign. Yeah. It was bad. Um, one last note here, just. I've had multiple people bring this up since um, since this whole rivalry has started and people have been interested in our rivalry and like what's going on. A lot of people are saying that you ripped off your name from a Disney Junior show called Tasty Time. We actually didn't know about that show till like a week ago and we so we're pretty sure it ripped it off yeah. from us. <laughs> That's like a show from like the early 2000s, I think. Exactly. What? <laughs> That's like oh we've been gosh. saying tasty time for a while. That that's like your erroneous claims that we ripped off Pete on the street, even though that video came out before. That was not the claim. Our our claim about Pete in the street was that we ripped <laughs> Bruce and the Spruce is a rip off of Pete in the street, but then you ripped off our character arc from Bruce and the Spruce. <laughs> okay, that's just way too convoluted. But anyway, um, Ozzy, we are going to now kind of send things over to the Walking Dead recap with Enrique. So I'm sure you're excited about that. Um, we'll do, rec- again, we've been really on and off with our recommendations, and I apologize for that, but we've just... I recommend things. that you don't check out Tasty Time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I recommend that you fire Miles. <laughs> All right. Oh, my so gosh. So you got not, a little bonus recommendation there. Um, but now we are going to send it over to The Walking Dead Recap. Welcome to the Walking Dead Recap. With me here, I have my co-host for the Walking Dead Recap, Enrique Cheruboga, man. How are you doing? It's been a while. I'm glad to be back talking some Walking Dead. I, I missed it. It's been yeah, man. It, it's been, it's been, this is like our, this is our, our break. We had a break last week because last week was just crazy in general. Um, so we weren't able to do it last week, but since we're back, um, hopefully permanently until the <laughs> yeah. show, uh, concludes, uh, we're going to do, we're going to talk about both episodes uh, that just passed. We're going to talk about this past Sunday's episode mm-hmm. and last week's episode as well. So let's get into it, man. Let's get right into it. So we're going to talk about last week's episode first. Um, so that's featuring, uh, Alexandria, the, the, um, the kingdom and, 
that's the exception of uh, the Hilltop and and, and the Saviors. Um, so, what do you think about last week's episode, man? I like Daryl's involvement with the Kingdom. I I wasn't really loving the scavenger people in the the garbage area. I mean, they were they were all right. They definitely had some interesting quirks to them, but overall, I, I didn't love them. And the episode as a whole, it was pretty good. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't as good as some of the other episodes. I mean, I'm not gonna say I loved the episode, but I am glad that we kind of got got around to focusing on different parts. Yeah. Of uh, we we saw more people, which is what the which is what the audience really wanted. Um, I'm not in love with those people either, man. I think her name was what Jodis or something like that. Something. Like um, that. it escapes my mind. <laughs> sorry, I forgot a lot the of name. Yeah, sorry, I forget the name mixed up. But I I am happy that she is gonna be a part of the war with Negan. She's the first group that's mm-hmm. actually saying like, yeah. Where we'll join you, mm-hmm. um, and it's really interesting how you know Rick was able to convince her and everything. Um, that episode was that episode actually got trashed on because of the green screen. Oh, that was that was, that was horrible, so bad. That was man. so bad. <laughs> it was just one shot. Uh, I remember watching it, and then I audibly groaned when I saw it. Yeah. I saw it, and I went, "Oh, what." What is that? It was bad, man. That that green screen killed the episode. It was just like, no. Um, it's crazy. It was such a it was such a low moment for that episode. I mean, it wasn't even the storytelling, it's just the green screen really brought the show down a notch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy. Um what do you think about Daryl lying to Carol? Do you think it was the right move on his part, or do you think he should have told her the truth about what's going on? I didn't it was alright, like, I didn't, like, hate his thing. I feel like this is all gonna play out at the end, and, like, all their choices are gonna end up making, like, a big conclusion, but currently, it was alright. I didn't hate his decision. I mean, it was it was alright. I somewhat know where he's coming from. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people have to understand, I mean, she, she's, and that's what she said when she said to him, like, look, I mean, I would join you, and I would kill the saviors, but when I'm done, there's not going to be nothing left of me. So I thought that was a pretty good, uh, I thought it was a pretty good interaction with both of them. Again, it's been like, what, a season since uh, we've seen them together? Um, so I, I thought it was a pretty good chemistry between both of them. I, I was pissed off at first when I saw him, like, dude, come on, man. She could be the bridge to bring Ezekiel in. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, what do you think about Morgan? I'm getting, I'm still so annoyed with his character. Still so annoyed with his character. Still, he's kind of getting my nerves a little bit too. I just feel like he could be, he could stand up and like really take charge. But I understand that. I don't, I don't want to call it an arc, but the choices that he's making, and it's an interesting aspect when like everyone's. Some people can be the same during this like apocalypse setting. It's different. Have it's good to have variety, but it, it's a little annoying. Yeah, I mean, I understand where he's coming from with the whole sense of people are going to die. But it's just people are going to die regardless. Yeah. So it's like, this is the apocalypse. Are you going to, you know, before the apocalypse started, you know, we had freedom of speech. We had all that stuff. But now it's just we have to donate half of our stuff to the saviors. So it's like living under, under a dictatorship. I personally would have stood up and been like, yeah, we need to go to war with these guys. But, I mean, I guess. Let's talk about this week's episode mainly with just eugene i think that's eugene and the saviors and negan um i'm not really a huge fan of eugene i'm really not i I don't love his character he's sort of whatever i understand why he's there though because he's the brains he knows how to Mm -hmm. he knows how to create ammo now 
He knows how to create explosives from what we've seen. So he he can do work when it comes to because he has intelligence. I'll give him that. He has the intelligence to do so. Um, I still just I just don't love his character. But what do you think about this episode? What are your overall thoughts? I really like this episode. Eugene is a very interesting character in the ways that like sometimes you don't know where he's going with this. Like he can either he can be a really bad like person, like not like bad bad but like he can make like bad choices i guess you could say and some of the routes like he's very interesting to watch and some of his like mannerisms and some of his requests it was interesting watching him react with everyone else and like with negan's wives i saw i thought like all those scenes were really good just the dialogue and the back and forth between them and stuff okay um what do you think about his decision to not ultimately give the pills to his wives i I mean, it was smart. It frustrated me a little bit because I'm like, man, this season could, or this like storyline could have ended like that, and he had the opportunity. But because of their whole like storytelling opportunity, they he rejected it. I think it's kind of smart. He's playing the long game, I guess. So yeah, I thought it was once again his character is interesting to watch. I I agree. I agree. I mean, at, and then at the end of the episode, he was like, I'm Negan. I've been Negan since <laughs> Glenn and Abraham. And I'm just like, you son of a. Mm. But um. Do you think do you think he's gonna be, end up being sort of like Dwight was in the comics? I I think he's gonna he's not gonna stay like this forever. I don't think he's gonna stay with the Saviors forever. He's definitely gonna play the long game like especially long, where like things are gonna go down. We're gonna have some fighting going on, and he's gonna stay with the Saviors for a while until like the last opportunity he can, and then he's gonna jump back to Rick. Speaking of Dwight, man, I really like the stuff with Dwight this episode. Um... From him being thrown in the hole, and then from I think I think his wife's name is Sandy, leaving. Um, I really like that. I think that's gonna be that driving point for him to kind of turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think about it? I mean, I really liked it. The stuff with Dwight. I mean, we got huge character development mm-hmm. in this part. We we saw a lot of character changes and arcs this episode with Eugene and Dwight, and I thought they were all really good and really well planned. Yeah, man. I thought uh, first of all, Negan. Negan. I I really liked Negan this episode. Mm-hmm. He he was the fact that he just threw Dwight in the hole, had him jumped. Um, I thought that was crazy, and I really feared Negan this episode too. I mean, he he was about to iron in the doctor's face yeah. this episode, and he's like, "All right, you're good, you're good." And he just throws him into the into the fire. That was crazy. Um, God. Negan, Negan is just Negan is just the force of nature. I don't even, I can't even fathom. It, it's crazy because Ezekiel and Ezekiel, in a way, respects Negan, but it, it kind of fears him at the same time. Gregory is just a coward. Doesn't want to go. He, he is. He just, I, he's, he's just, <laughs> Gregory's he, funny to watch, especially. I died <laughs> laughing when he called Rick Ricky. He's like, "All right, Ricky, I understand where you're coming from." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's just hilarious." Oh man. Uh. Yeah, man, but this is crazy. Um, do you think we're we, what do you think? Let's, let's talk about theories real quick. What do you think is gonna happen towards at the end of the season? Do you think the end of the, do, you, do you think it's gonna be all out war, or do you think it's gonna be next season when it's all out war? I feel like we might get like a good battle in. Like things are gonna kick off with a bang, and we're the end of this like the the premiere of the season is definitely gonna go out with a bang. I don't think they're gonna go with like immediate cliffhanger, but. I think it will be somewhat a cliffhanger. Like, we're going to get into the battling, and then they're going to stop. It's a trend of The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. It's a trend of The Walking Dead. Because my thing was, my thing was, 
they're gonna end it with sort of Rick having that battle, that that first battle, and then I think the ending of next season, uh, mid season finale is gonna be where that war all concludes. Yeah, that's and, what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And then I hope we get a jump because in the comics they jump like two or four years. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. For. We, need that, that for, we need that. We need that for Carl. We need that for Carl. That can save the show at this <laughs> point. That we can get new characters and Judith will be older, actually be somewhat of a character. Yes. Carl will be different. We'll see like a lot of different changes. Definitely, definitely. It's gonna be great. And I'm, hopefully whispers. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm so that. psyched for there's whispers. A, there's man. a theory I'm that so the garbage people are the whispers, but they're not like the whispers yet. Like they're gonna become the whispers. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I I, I thought I it was interesting so. when I read it, but I, mean, I don't think it's, it's gonna be. It's an interesting turn out theory, but I don't think so. But guys, this has been your Walking Dead recap. Stick around, because we're going to pass it to Star Wars Rebels Recap. All right, and we're back with another Rebels Recap. Uh, This week we'll be talking about uh, through Imperial Eyes, which, um, just general feelings, Carlos, how did you like feel about this episode? I thought this was actually a really good episode. Yeah. Surprisingly. I, I agreed, and it's definitely furthering the main plot that we've been building again, which is really good. Yeah, we got to see Thrawn a little bit more, and he actually felt like he was doing something for once. Yes, you know? and we got to see he's not just a brain either. Yeah. Like, remember, His there was that, whole, that yeah. whole episode that we had dedicated to fighting those sentry droids, mm-hmm. and then he's fighting them in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, that like, was really well done. out. Yeah, that was, it was really good. And it wasn't, like, unrealistic either. It was just really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, this episode begins with um, Callus's ship that he is on is orbiting over Lothal, and they capture a um, bounty hunter or smuggler or something. There's some unauthorized shuttle that's leaving the surface, and it, they get aboard, and it's Ezra. Um, nobody but Callus knows that, though. And Ezra is there to save Callus because they think the Empire is onto him. So Ezra's on board to try to capture him. But um, the guy that captures him, uh, Lieutenant uh, List, is his name? Lieutenant List? Yes, um, I think so. Decides to try to use this as a promotionary tactic and transfers him to the Chimera, which is Thrawn's ship. Mm-hmm. So uh, that definitely complicates matters because now not only does Ezra have to escape a uh, Imperial light cruiser, mm-hmm. they have to to escape the top Imperial tactician's main flagship. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as they revealed like, oh, he's going to Thrawn's, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was definitely a great setup for the episode. Like once you realize what's going on, and it's basically going to be them trying to escape Thrawn's ship without him figuring out what's going on. Yep. Um, that was a great setup for the episode. I thought. Right. Right. And then um, when it reveals like that they've been summoned there anyway to find this um, informant, mm-hmm. the spy who we know is Callus. Yes. Uh, it that just kind of thickened up everything, especially mm-hmm. when they bring in. Captain Wolf Yularen, who you might remember from Clone Wars. He uh, was one of the commanders of the Star Destroyers that um, Anakin frequently was on. Now he is an internal security bureau officer that he hunts down traitors and finds them. So he is going after them. And I really, really liked 
the um, that we got to see his look now. He's older. He's got the different uniform, and the uniform we see him wearing on the Death Star in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it was nice to see him. I don't remember him as well from Clone Wars, but I definitely like recognized him. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it was. It's always fun to see faces from Clone Wars. You know, so, yeah. um, just because you're like, oh yeah, the, that Clone Wars is still like a thing. And we need to watch more episodes of Clone Wars more often. Because, yeah, yeah, we do. You you, uh, you don't like it as much as I do. Yeah, I, I know. I'm not like the biggest Clone Wars fan, but I, I like it for what it is. I know I know the best story arcs to show you. So exactly. The the good story arcs are what you need to stick to. It's the filler that I can't stand, which is my, similar to my feelings on Rebels. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked um, having Lauren reintroduced. I And him kind of trying to figure out who the spy was, and I couldn't tell if he was kind of playing down how, like, in tune he was with what was going on, like, trying to piece it all together. Mm -hmm. Um, Thrawn, I definitely knew, like, he was not being fooled by anything, and he was playing it off like, uh, oh, we'll figure this out, and not that he didn't know it was Kallus. I think he had a suspicion it was Kallus, basically. Oh, yeah, he he had a suspicion of Kallus, like, earlier on in the season. You and I discussed that earlier. But then he plays along with... Kallus basically frames lieutenant list yes and everybody buys it except um at the very end um yolaren brings it up he says this is all wrapped up too neatly for my taste i don't mm-hmm. believe it for a second and uh thrawn says yeah you're right it, that but that's because it is callous and we're going to use him for our benefit yeah um but and the whole thing was they they were trying to change a map at some ezra and Callus yeah. went to go change um, a map and figure out because because they know that Thrawn is getting close to their base. Yeah, right? he's got it narrowed down to a handful, like about yeah. ten planets, and then so they delete where the rebel base is mm-hmm. from his map and replace it with a fake planet that's not actually there. Mm-hmm. And Thrawn notices. Yeah, Thrawn knows that they changed it, and I think um, next episode is called uh, Secret Cargo. It's going to have mm-hmm. Mon Mothma, and they're going to be going to Dantooine, mm-hmm. and I think that. If you remember, Dantooine was where an abandoned rebel base was in mm-hmm. A New Hope. I think they're finally going to have to pack up and move mm-hmm. next episode. Yeah. Um, do you? Okay, this is my one of my questions from this episode and that kind of the just the whole plot. What do you think that Callus from basically the beginning was planning to frame List, or was or did that was that kind of a happy accident? Because think... they pretend to be List. Or they have Ezra pretend to be less to get in, but was that just to get in? Or I think it was mostly to just get in. Okay. But then it turned out so much better than he yeah. could have hoped, because like in the end, they don't. Callus doesn't leave with Ezra and the rest when um, Kanan and Rex come to their rescue. Yeah. Instead, Callus uh, stays behind to help frame frame list. And the way uh, one moment I have to pinpoint mm-hmm. is. When Rex and Kanan come out of hyperspace to rescue them mm-hmm. in the shuttle, they were dressed in stormtrooper armor, of course. Uh, Rex just like whistles and is like, wow. And then uh, Kanan's like, <laughs> mind filling me in? And I was like, what is he talking about? Then I remembered Kanan is blind. He yeah. couldn't see all the ships that were there, like the five Star Destroyers floating in the middle of the space. I was like, oh, gosh. So that shows how good they've been doing with his character yeah. and expanding him in the Force. If we forget that he's blind now. Yeah, and then that also goes to show that He's only blind when they need him to be blind. That is very true. He's like in a fight or whatever. He knows exactly what yeah. he's doing and everything else. He knows yeah. when to block um, bolts that are coming through the air and stuff exactly. like that. But 
anyway whatever <laughs> i mean it's a fun um i guess it's a fun little plot device but it, it's not it doesn't really hold the weight that it probably should no <laughs> but yeah I, I definitely really like this episode as a whole yeah and it's it's finally moving the plot forward like even last week's with mm-hmm. on mandalore and that whole fight it was a really fun really good episode but it didn't really move anything yeah. forward Great episode, still filler. That that just shows goes to show that filler doesn't have to be pointless and boring. Yes. Um. So yeah, I, I definitely really did like this episode. Anything else? Um. No. I know next week we're already discussed the theory on that we're going to Dantooine finally. Yep. And then the week after that, on the eighteenth, I believe we're getting an episode called Twin Sons, mm-hmm. which I think is the showdown between Obi Wan and Maul. It I has think they, to be. They, they've released a few little um, images of it, and mm-hmm. it's I, I love it's Obi Wan doing the same like <laughs> defense position with his like fingers out yeah. and the lightsaber over his head that you see in Episode Three and the Clone Wars constantly, mm-hmm. and now we're gonna see it again. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely looking forward to that <laughs> showdown. Um, Although I do think that kind of puts a damper on people's like wanting or people wanting um, an Obi Wan movie. Yeah, that. But I don't know. I, I, well, I do want an Obi Wan movie. I just don't know what it would be at this point. I don't either. Like you know, it was we speculated about being like a life on Tatooine and stuff, but we've got been getting a lot of that in um, some of the main Star Wars line comics, mm-hmm. um, and then now we're getting the showdown with Maul. So I don't know if an Obi Wan movie is really going to happen unless we follow some of his. Adventures with Qui Gon early on, which how would you do that? Bring, uh, Bring Liam, Liam Neeson, <laughs> Liam Neeson back, back and make him look younger yeah. than he did before. Well, I mean that is possible. Or they do think that's possible these days. Let me just yeah, they they think so. But... You know, Scorsese is gonna de-age um, Robert De Niro for his next movie. Oh, no, the entire no, no, movie, no, 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 or the majority of it at least. That's so. not that's not even my department. I'm just like no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, uh... hey, it's Scorsese. I trust him. Okay, he needs to do a Star Wars gangster movie. Yes, we both agree on that. I want a Hut movie directed by Scorsese, please. Like a, 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 they they canceled (laughs) the the Star Wars thirteen thirteen game that was going to be all like going through the Star Wars underbelly, dark, uh, being a bounty hunter or whatever Mm -hmm. that was going to be super detailed. They just need to take that canceled game concept and turn it into a movie. Yeah, definitely. But anyway. All right. Well, Jesse, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Colonel Swink, or you can email me your ideas for uh, what you want us to talk about on air with Star Wars or whatever else, nerdy, comic books, whatever you want, uh, at jesse.swink at screenfellows.com. Yep, and you can find me on social media at Cheery456, um, that's Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow Screenfellows all over social media, all at Screenfellows. And make sure you follow Ozzy as well on social media, it's at CastroOzzy on Twitter. Thank you guys for joining us for today for the show. Um, this has been a great episode. Um, thank you for joining me and Jesse for the Rebels recap. And you also got Enrique and Ozzy for the Walking Dead recap. So definitely thank you and may the force be with you.